everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Have you ever wanted to write a song or write a book or even start a podcast or even try to figure out how those things are related? So my next guest, Alice, does all of those things. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Alice. So guys, like I was saying, I have Alice Ashcroft and we're going to talk music and a little bit of everything that goes into this because guess what she's not from the United States she's from the UK so it's like exciting <laughs> exciting international <So> yeah <laughs> am I your first international guest no but I mean I'm always excited when I have an international guest it's like yeah. you know you kind of get that yay feeling yeah <laughs> like my podcast has gone global <laughs> yes 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 so please introduce yourself to my listeners cool um so I'm Alice um like like it's been mentioned I'm from England I'm in the northwest of England um yeah I'm a musician I have a bookstagram account um I say um too much <laughs> but I do lots of different things and yeah I'm really excited to just just chat I love chatting I have my own podcast about writing be that songs or books um yeah so I, I just I love talking you'll probably get that I'll go on lots of tangents throughout <laughs> this <laughs> not a problem not a problem okay so let's talk about how you got started what came first was it the writing the music or the podcast oh well I've I started doing music when I was about 12 or 13 um, okay that's when I started sort of learning the guitar and um, writing stuff because it kind of, I came to this conclusion later than most people did, but it, it finally occurred to me when I was sort of like, I guess sort of 14, 15, that people actually have to write the music that you hear, um, which I realise is quite late to come to that realisation. <laughs> but that's when I sort of started writing music. Um, but I was always a huge reader just in terms of books. Um, I was one of those kids that used to hide under the duvet reading and then pretend to be asleep when my mum came in to check on me <laughs> um are you so I a started, bookworm I am such a bookworm and I so I now have an Instagram account sort of dedicated to um sharing my music and the books that I'm reading and that sort of thing so I started my podcast because I wanted to sort of marry those two ideas together so I did a lot of book reviews and that sort of thing and I'm also a songwriter and I know lots of songwriters and I was like there's so many similarities like people using words to tell their stories um so yeah I started a podcast called in our own words and I interview songwriters and authors and playwrights and anyone really who uses words to tell stories I don't release quite as many episodes as you as, we, as we've discussed before <laughs> but I, I yeah it's it's good fun so I don't I guess music came first and I've sort of used all the other things that I'm interested in to sort of make this thing that brings it all together which is really nice that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So 
you saw self-taught yourself the guitar like that's not an easy thing to do (laughs) what made you decide I mean I know you said you didn't realize that people people like had people had to write (laughs) but like what made you say hey you know what I don't I don't know an instrument I'm just not going to take classes I'm going to teach myself to play well I I did have some guitar lessons at school um and then my parents would like were very generous and I had um some private guitar lessons for about a year um but the writing thing I yeah it was definitely self-taught <laughs> um and I suppose I just sort of did that by listening to songs that I really liked learning their songs or figuring out what chords go together I have absolutely no theory knowledge at all there are so many more talented musicians out there who can read music and write beautiful symphonies and um but yeah I think I I like to think that the strongest part of my writing is my lyrics um because I'm I'm definitely like a writer first (laughs) I'm not like the most talented Uh, musician okay okay okay. um so yeah I'm, I'm always really proud of the lyrics I come up with and then I'm so I'm quite often that's the first thing that I write and then I spend months working out the melody, the right melody for the lyrics that I've written. <laughs> um, so yeah, lots of people have different ways of writing. And I think that's- Yeah, I mean, everyone has a different way of writing. Yeah. Even when you're talking about writing a book, everyone has their own style, yeah. what's unique to them. So exactly. it's really interesting to hear that not only are you self-taught, but you go lyrics, then melody. Yeah. Like that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, but it's the same. And, as- and I say that- I say that as an orchestra nerd, it's uh, like for us, it's notes first. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's interesting though because everyone uses words. Like I'm sure you do lots of like I don't know. Even as far as like writing an email, like you structure it by going, "Hi everyone, here's the content of the email. Here's what people need to do, and then here's the end of it." And it's just kind of like right that can right, be applied to so many different things. Whether things, that's a book, right? Or a, yeah, it's it's so crazy once you sort of get into like the syntax of language (laughs) there's so many overlaps between all these different areas which is always really fun oh of course of course I mean and and then the other thing is you know you just like like I'm one of those people I love to hear people speak so like I have to say this I do love your always (laughs) like I love the way people speak it's like for me like Sean Connery would have been a dream date oh, yeah. like like oh, he has a great there, voice in like, general not just the accent his voice yeah it's just like amazing. don't do anything I don't need you to do anything you don't want to go to dinner no just talk to me all night, just talk all night. it's weird that a lot of people yeah. always think that I'm from um Australia and not the UK because I don't sound like the queen like I because I, I live in the north of England we have so but, many like different you, but that's the thing is like there's and I've tried to explain this people and they're like what I was like you have British people I was like you have British people Mm. then you have like British people (laughs) and they're like what I was like you can hear the difference they're like no you can't and I'm like yes Mm. you can can. I was like I've I've always known the difference and they're like you're weird and it's like I'll be weird but I could always tell I think that's so important like I I definitely have yeah, because I have a really weird accent because my my mom had elocution lessons when she was growing up, like how to speak properly. <laughs> oh, um, and my dad. I, and the funny thing is, I don't I don't think a lot of people get that now. No, definitely not. It's not a. No. Yeah, it was definitely like a thing of the time, and even 
then it wasn't very common I think it was just the school that she went to it was an all-girls school right it was very for those of you British. yeah for those of you that <laughs> don't know what elocution lessons are and no she is not talking about electrocution <laughs> or <laughs> or anything about killing people she's talking about elocution which means usually this was something that people at least here in the United States you got when you list so you learned how to say s's and t's properly yeah so yeah so it's kind of you learned how to elocute your words not electrocute again <laughs> elocute yeah so it's saying things like um so I would say bath like I'm going to have a bath I'm going to run a bath I've got a bath bomb that kind of thing um whereas the way that you're actually meant to pronounce that in English is bath but no, like you only really say yeah, that if you're yeah. from the south part of England. So anyway, she, my mum had elocution lessons and my dad has a really thick northern accent. Um, so he'd say like, instead of saying no, he's more likely to say something like no. <laughs> so I ended up being a really weird combination of both. And I definitely changed my accent depending on who I'm talking to. <laughs> but that's cool. I, I think that's really interesting because actually... I think code switching is more, more, we hear it more here in the States mm. only because we have so many people that move around. Yeah. So of course, depending upon who you're speaking to, where you're from, you're going to get a lot of code switching, which is what we call it here. Right. But yeah, so I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. It's like, you know, the way the way you speak at work is not the way you normally speak yeah. with your friends. So yeah, I yeah. get it. It's quite interesting because when, like you were saying, how you can tell the differences between accents sort of over here, I think it's the same thing. A lot of people struggle to tell the difference between um, accents. And I'm going to go like continent here. I'm going to go North America. So I'm including sort of like Canada the Americas right, like everything right. <laughs> we all kind of hear it as like one accent and un unless you get like really strong accents so like New York is a very distinctive accent and you've got like right, Texan right. accents very distinctive that, and yeah but everything else is sort of like just I can't tell the difference I'm really bad when it comes to that kind of thing <laughs> well don't feel bad because there are a few people like for years mm. and I I I love this man's acting dearly but I had no idea that Idris Elba was <gasps> British at all no. because he did so many of his first acting roles were in an American accent mm. and he did so well with it mm. we did not know <laughs> that this man was British uh, until one day I was like wait who's that like <laughs> I know who he is but that's not the voice that should be coming out of that well, it face. strikes you doesn't it because it's you get used to yeah. hearing it it's like with um Tom Holland who um is it Tom Holland is that what he's called um the Spider-Man actor the young guy yeah okay yes. I, I saw doubting yeah. myself then I was like no it is right <laughs> um so he's he's British he's from London but everyone's always like, what? No, he's American. Because he's his main role that he's known for is Spider-Man, who right. is an American like character. Right. And even even like the the I don't know if you had that show out there, House. I keep forgetting what the actor's oh, name Hugh is. Oh, Hugh Laurie. Oh, yes. he's a he's a British icon. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the funny thing was until I think I saw him on like Doctor Who or something on BBC America and it was oh, like, wow. wait, what happened? No, <laughs> this is like my favorite American snarky doctor. What are we doing here? No, he's a um, he's like a huge yeah. I don't know how much like you know about him. <laughs> um, but he's like a huge part of um sort of British TV. So do you know Stephen Fry? Yes. Yes. So him and um so Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry had a program together called um, uh, Fry and Laurie. And so that oh, was like no, a sort of sketch comedy show that was really popular. Um, I, I'm going to get the years wrong, but it was like in, I don't know, the it was probably like 70s is too early, isn't it? It can't be that early. But it, I, it was like they had this program together when they were like both just out of uni and like they had, yeah, it was it's very sort of dry British humour. Um, and they were in things like Blackadder together. And they, they, they're they like wow. this little duo that's, yeah, they're like a huge staple of like British television. <laughs> so I wow. think that's really interesting that you know him as House because like we have, like, obviously we watch that over here as well, but it's, that's just right. one of the things that he did. So I think it's really interesting. Right. That that's, like, but the it main was thing. so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's super weird to like hear when you hear this person finally speak yeah. and it's like, wait, you were you could talk like that all the time well what what was wrong with your regular voice like what are we doing here I think it's hard because obviously when you're acting it's like who the character is but something that I've been having to work on lately is making sure that I sing in my actual accent because it's really hard when yeah you're singing to not sing in an American accent and I always thought that was because Okay, yeah, that is something that I do want to ask you about yeah. because we would always hear British, we would always hear British singers yeah. and bands, and it'd be like one, two, one, two, three, and it's like, wait, okay, how do you count? Yeah, in one accent, and then when you sing, it's completely yeah. different. So I was looking into this because I, because obviously I write these. So I always thought it's because if I was singing a song like by Taylor Swift, for example, who has an American accent. If I sang her song, I just assumed it was because I was like mocking her almost or like mimicking her voice as to like why I was singing it in an American accent. But then when I started writing my own songs, some of them I was singing in an American accent. I was like, well, this is crazy because I'm not copying anyone. I literally wrote this like 10 minutes ago. How did I, where's this American accent coming from? So I was looking into it and apparently it's because of the way we pronounce our vowels differently um ah. so the way that um I'm going to say you and you're representing all of North America here <laughs> okay <laughs> okay okay I'll take your that vowels is a lot more soft and elongated um so you sort of stretch out your vowels a lot more than we do which means that it's easier to sing um because you need to sort of like hold the vowels more or sort of like bounce up and down the notes on the vowels um which is a lot easier to do in an American accent than an English accent um so yeah that's a that's apparently why so many English oh, wow. people sing in an American accent which is just so cool I'm like you wouldn't know that yeah I mean I would have never I would have never thought that but it was it was so weird and 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 I would always hear it you know you always hear them count like when you go to a concert you hear them count and you know that's their voice but yeah. then they sing and it's <laughs> like how does this work and I, I'd never actually got a chance. So this, uh, thank you for answering You're something welcome. that has been a years long <laughs> question for me personally. It's like, 
I really need to know this. So, yeah. <laughs> so who are your who are your favorite like British artists? Okay, well, big of question. Of course, we have to go with Adele. <laughs> yes, we love Adele. Um, the Beatles. Oh, a classic. <laughs> yeah, Rolling Stones. Are you going like really old school classics with all of these? I, I love I, it. And let me tell you something. I am such an audiophile. I have things that most people wouldn't believe um, <laughs> in my playlist. Some of them don't have words. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot here. I do realize. <laughs> I know you are putting me on the spot. Of course, I, I like Sam Smith. Who doesn't love Sam Smith? Um, great. And let's see. I'm just waiting for you to say me, by the way. <laughs> Of course you. Of course you. I wouldn't have you on if you weren't one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah, I. You know, I. I just. I think what it is. I listen to everything from everywhere. Like most people don't understand. Like even in my my holiday playlist. And yes, guys, I have a holiday playlist. Who doesn't? I have Celtic women. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No, I haven't. Are they? Are they how they sound? Is it like? folk music or is it it's it's really like they pl- they really pay homage to their celtic roots nice. but they like pl- play the vi- one place the violin mm. and they all sing nice so yeah i, like that. I love so, um yeah. i've been really enjoying listening to lately um like groups that do like organic harmonies so like when i record my music i obviously i sing all the harmonies <laughs> And then we layer it over each other so it sounds like there's lots of me singing. So, okay, nice so who are your favorite groups that do harmonies? Are you talking about like acapella groups? Are you talking about like groups that, that you know, are just like duos, mm. quartets, what? So there's, um, I've got a few examples for you. <laughs> so there's obviously like the mainstream pop artists. I don't know actually if they're big in America, but have you heard of Little Mix? Ooh. maybe they're just a british band no well okay they 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 are a british band but i do know of them so yeah, yeah. so yeah they do like there's four of them i think there's three now because i think one of them left but they sing like really nice harmonies all together there's also a, a british duo called oh wonder um who are a couple and they have um so there's one male vocalist and one female vocalist and the way that they write harmonies and sing together, their voices just blend together like so nicely. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the way that they blend wow. is really nice. And That's there's an American awesome. trio that I love who are sisters um, called Joseph. The band's called Joseph. Okay. Um, and they make, oh, I think you'll really like them based on what you said about like enjoying violins and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but they sing like the most beautiful harmonies Um and hearing them live, they do the exact same thing. They sound the same live as they do, like on the recordings, which is just like incredible. Their voices are like amazing, and their songwriting is just incredible. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome because I think that's one of the things that most people don't understand is a lot of it is master mix. Mm. So when you go to sing live, it sounds different. Yeah. And yeah, especially which, if you don't have a good sound person when you go to do concerts, yeah. it sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's always a balance of getting it. Cause there's some songs that I, yeah. I write and they are like hard to sing. Like I definitely 
because I'm like I'm not a singer I I can sing and I sing my own songs but like I think my talent is more in songwriting so when I write these songs I'm like okay wait a minute hold on (laughs) hold on hold on you're saying you have like this whole album yes and you're saying okay I'm 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 not a singer I don't I I I write songs but I I don't sing it's like somebody saying like I cook for my restaurant but I'm not really a chef like what (laughs) maybe it is like I don't know like I suppose I know that I can hold a tune and I know that I can I can sing but you listen to people like Adele or Ariana Grande or Taylor Swift and you're like they've got some lungs on them like they can they can really sing (laughs) um so I'm not saying I can't sing I just know that I know my own limits I know that that's not my like but you know what I I I think and and this was what something that I learned and I learned to appreciate and I will tell you this don't ever say you're not an artist and that you're not a singer because you are now have you been doing it professionally for most of your life no but you are you are a singer you're you're an artist you're a performer and the one thing is that guess what you made this amazing album you're self-taught you have all these things going for you like most people other than pretending to smash a guitar probably can't (laughs) do anything that they've self-taught you know so this is great I'm just gonna come on here for a pep talk every once in a while because this is really (laughs) don't yeah like don't downplay yourself don't ever don't ever downplay yourself because I, I I used to I heard this woman one time like in her in her description she sang with her husband and of course she was professionally trained she was classically trained and she says well my my husband's not a singer and I'm like okay but this man can harmonize out of anywhere like and I'm going okay if he he may not be and then when you asked her like she's like oh well I meant he doesn't sing professionally but he can sing it it doesn't mean you know so to me it's like don't ever downplay yourself because you have done something that some people may even want to do but haven't even taken the first step to do so like I said you've taught yourself guitar you have an album out like you are a singer you are a performer so (laughs) no you're not you're not Ariana Grande you're not Adele you're not Whitney (laughs) but nobody's asking you to be I mean like you know it's it's like you make it big and I'll be like hey I had her on my podcast (laughs) you're like before Alice knew Alice so yeah no don't ever downplay yourself oh thank you it's interesting you say that because I was chatting to um I have a friend who's an author who wrote a book called Alonement how to um how to be alone and absolutely own it which is a great book but in that she talks about how um she has a friend who's like a doctor nine to five working in a hospital and yet when people ask him like what he does he says that he's a musician because that's the thing that he's passionate about that's the thing that he spends his evenings doing and I was just like I love that and it's the same with people who like do photography as a hobby and they 
you know, they don't feel comfortable telling people that they're a photographer because, you know, it's not a job for them. It's a hobby. But I think I'm saying this knowing full well that I just did the opposite of this. And this is just what you're saying. <laughs> but people need to, like, be confident saying yeah, what they do is their hobby. Who yeah. you are. Like, you're, you're like this amazing person. Like, oh. if anybody asks me, like, hey, Queenpin, do you have an album? I'll be like, uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so yeah don't ever downplay yourself I mean like you are super awesome and I mean like I'm listening to your resume and it's like just like I sing and I write my own music and I play my own music oh and beside that I write books and I do this and it's like okay and I'm listening to you and I and I hear all this amazingness and I'm like Wow, oh, she you. really does not grasp how awesome she is. Oh, this is so yeah. Don't downplay yourself. You are, <laughs> you are so awesome. You. you are so awesome. Thank you. So, okay, we've talked about music, but you also write books and and you do events and have a podcast about books yeah so I've never published a book but I'm working on one that's an exclusive I haven't mentioned that to anyone ever so you're welcome <laughs> oh so I feel I feel I, I, I feel I feel special now I feel special um, that's the exclusive. but yeah I read like like a crazy person like I read I try and read about 50 books a year um which I've hit for the last few years but it's a challenge some years <laughs> when I'm busy 50 books a year okay so we have 12 months yes in a year yes I mean I'm, I'm sure that in the UK you have the same amount of months I think we do we <laughs> okay so how do you manage to read not twice as many but just about quadruple as many <laughs> um well it's it's about a book a week um which so I don't know I, it probably takes me about eight hours to read some books are like shorter but on average a book takes me about eight hours to read um so like it's just sort of reading on your lunch break and a bit after work before bed it's not, I don't know it doesn't take up like a crazy amount of time it just you just kind of have to make sure you do it every day otherwise you'll fall behind quite quickly ah <laughs> ah uh, uh yeah wow but yeah anyway so I I read a lot um and so I started... okay who's your favorite I have to ask this oh, no. I, have to ask <laughs> I hate this question author <laughs> who is your favorite author and what is your favorite genre oh that is it's hard because I think up until recently I would have <laughs> I might get too political for you but hey well I don't know how political you normally get on these episodes <laughs> um I would up until recently probably have said J.K. Rowling was my favorite author because I wow. loved Harry Potter growing up. Um, but recently she's been quite transphobic and has been like incentivizing like a lot of hate towards trans people. So I've been sort of trying to separate like myself from her in my head. Um, so she probably was my favorite author until recently. Um, okay so now <laughs> recently now that we've made a change now that we've changed that because we, you know we think everyone deserves to be who they are um so who who is your favorite author now I'd say now probably a 
British author called Matt Haig. I don't know how popular he is in America. He's written books like um, The Midnight Library or Notes on a Nervous Planet. Um, he's got a new book coming out next month called The Comfort Book. Um, yeah, because he writes, he, writes, he writes both fiction and nonfiction, but all of his fiction books has um, a lot of meaning behind each book. So each book is kind of makes you feel quite hopeful. It talks about mental health issues, but in doing so in through fiction, which is a really nice way of sort of exploring what could be quite sensitive issues, but in a much more easy to digest format, which is is quite nice. So yeah, Matt Haig is probably my current favorite author. Ah, okay. What about you? Who's your favorite author? Dean Kuntz. I don't know who that is. Should I know who that is? Oh my gosh. So you've never read The Breakfast of Champions. I haven't. It is quite interesting. It makes satire. I'm writing this down now just so you know. The Breakfast. Yes. <laughs> it's it's okay, for those that don't know, Breakfast of Champions is not something that any child should read <laughs> if they are under the age of 15 or 16 because there are some really obnoxious satire things in there and you have to learn how to separate <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited to yeah. read this now this sounds crazy <laughs> yes yes and it's 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 okay for those of you that aren't really readers for for readers and non-readers alike it is very interesting because the book that I had he made his own illustrations so there are illustrations throughout the book to kind of describe what he's talking about and it's so hilarious okay I'm gonna I'm gonna have to read this and I'll let you know what I think of it but this sounds a bit weird (laughs) but I love a weird book (laughs) so what is your favorite genre of book I I think like you and your music, I have lots of different interests. Um, so I'm always reading nonfiction to sort of educate myself on various things. But I guess in terms of fiction, generally, I like things which are just easy to read. <laughs> um, I feel like if a book is hard work to read, obviously sometimes you need to read books which are hard because it makes you think about things. But So no unabridged version of War and Peace? Yeah, that's just not my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely not it for me (laughs) yeah it's more like I guess it's commercial fiction is like the official label of the genre but it's more like sort of like the sort of thing you would read on a beach not having to think too hard about it like easy reading with like I occasionally something in there which makes me think a bit more deeply but I always used to try and read things which were like very pretentious and sort of making me trying to sound better than I am but now I'm just like, no, nah, I'll just read what I want to read. I'm going to read things that make me happy and relaxed and excited. <laughs> well, I mean, you, we all get to that point where we just have to do, you know, something that's best yeah. for us, not necessarily impressive yeah, for exactly. the masses. So, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the podcast. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> what made you to say, say, okay, I, I'm doing music because I okay I have to ask this because I ask this of every busy person that gets on my podcast when oh, do I you don't. sleep no, I... <laughs> how many hours of sleep oh, do you actually, get I sleep so I, I sleep I go to bed at like nine and wake up at like eight so I sleep like a crazy amount of hours every night 
I mean, because you're talking about writing music and writing a book now and you do a podcast and that's a lot. It is a lot. That is a lot. And then on top of that, you know, my job and. That's what I'm saying. Like you're working. So. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, like, you know, so ladies and gentlemen, like she is not like music is not her main job. Like she has a nine to five. Um, yeah it's a lot I I think I so I started the podcast because I was reading so much and I started posting book reviews on my Instagram um, and I grew a following on there because of that and then I started getting sent uh, books by publishers which is like an amazing position to be in because they just send me a book and go read this and I'm like great free books <laughs> um, so through that I got to know various publishers and um, marketing agents or that in in those publishing houses and I had a few chats with some authors that I'd read the books of and I was like there seems to be so many parallels between songwriting and writing books um so I just started reaching out to those publishers going hey I don't suppose any like this author would like to come and chat to me for like an hour about their writing and of course for them it's an opportunity to sell their books so they're like yes please (laughs) Um, yeah that's that's the one thing is like people are like yes I will come on and yeah. I will talk to you about my book yeah yeah so it's awesome it's awesome yeah. I always love to have on a good offer yeah and it's it's great like and I sort of went into it with the attitude of so if nobody listens to it and thankfully people do listen to it and I get great feedback on it but when I started I was like if no one listens to it and the output of this like the only output of this is I get to chat to an author about their book which I loved that's an amazing thing to do like that's just so fun so yeah well that's, well, that's a good <laughs> that's the good thing about it is like you get to talk to and I, I think one of the the craziest things that most people don't realize about it when you start to have guests on for a mm-hmm. podcast you don't in a way you kind of don't realize that you've talked to somebody you may have wanted to get on or I may have wanted to talk to all of yeah. your entire life until you finish and you're like, wait a minute, I just talked to an <laughs> It's crazy. Like, like, wait, no, like I just talked to a celebrity stylist. And then, and then you're like, wait, and you have that awakening moment. And, and the funny thing is like, I tell people, the fam clan does support me, but sometimes they don't get ex- as excited as <laughs> I get when I go, no do you know who this is like do you know who I just spoke to and they're like yeah a person (laughs) now can you fix us lunch or dinner but the thing the amazing thing about it is is that's then recorded as well so you can you have that interaction recorded for the rest of your life so like exactly that you've been a fan of for years if I don't know maybe it's egotistical to do I don't know I have to be fair I don't listen to my podcast episodes back very often um but it's you know that interaction's recorded one of my I know my, it's 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 so great yeah one of my best friends um I met her because I interviewed her for my podcast <laughs> um so it's weird to think I haven't listened back to it since it went live but the first time we ever spoke to each other me and my best friend like we chatted for like half an hour on the podcast episode and if I wanted to I could go back and listen to the first half an hour of our conversations which is just such a cool thing to be able to do 
it really is it really is it's like oh my gosh yeah so yeah so tell everyone one where they can find your amazing (laughs) album yes because we 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 talked about you writing we talked about you you know, learning guitar, where can they find the album? Where, where can we, where can we get the audio tunes for our ears? Um, so um, the new album that I've been working on um, at the time that this comes out, the Kickstarter will have ended yesterday. <laughs> um, so that should come out in November of this year. But if you want to listen to my first album and various EPs that I've written in the past, um, you can find it on Spotify or iTunes, Apple Music. Um, you just search for my name or you can go to my website, aliceashcroft.com forward slash music. <laughs> cool. Now, where can they find the podcast and your Instagram? Well, the podcast is aliceashcroft.com forward slash podcast (laughs) um and then my instagram is just the music of alice i'm the music of alice on all social media apart from tiktok because that username was already taken on there (laughs) no brutal okay it's it's time for us it's time for us to have some sort of i think so so that you can i think i just came to it too late but it's so annoying because like i have that handle on everything (laughs) apart from tiktok (laughs) that's crazy that is so crazy so, oh my gosh, guys, don't forget, if you missed anything, all of her information will be in the show notes, so you won't miss a thing. And I do have to say, Alice, apart from loving your accent, thank you for not sounding like, you know, I think the funny thing is for us Americans, and it's so crazy, we either have like, you know, that thought of, like the nice fairy queen mm-hmm. or like the British villain. Oh yeah. So thank you for not sounding like the British villain. Oh, I can try and be like the villain if you want. No, it's okay. <laughs> I don't it's okay. think I'd do it very well, but I can try. <laughs> <laughs> because it didn't it didn't dawn on me until someone said it. It was like, why are all the villains British? And I was like, wait a minute, why are all of our our villains British? I don't get that. I've always thought that in like American TV and film, all of the villains tend to have like Eastern European accents. So it's very like carrying on from the Cold War, like I think so. I think that's really what it is. It's it's something that takes on political. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, and they all drive like they all drive these expensive cars. Like they drive a Jaguar or a Tesla or something, but they all drive these expensive cars. Yeah, and they all have like Eastern European accents and they all wear turtlenecks as well. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Alice, it has been amazing having you. Oh, it's been so lovely to chat to you. It's been awesome. So like I said, remember you are a singer, you are a performer. So I can't wait to see what comes next from you. I'm so excited for people to hear these songs. So thank you so much for having me on. It's really appreciated. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this. Make sure you are checking out Alice's page as well as her Instagram and her podcast. And guys, remember, she's coming out with a book. So we have to have her back to talk about the book once it gets published. But as always, guys, 
Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. And happy shopping. Hey everyone, it's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast. And you're listening to CQP Moments with the Coupon Queen pen. Don't forget to like and subscribe and rate her podcast.